This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. live on Joy 94.9 Saturday afternoon from noon via the live stream at joy.org.au forward slash listen live or tune your wireless in Melbourne to 94.9 FM. This is Joy 94.9 and you're listening to Technogaze, where we gaze into the world of consumer electronics, gadgets and technology. I am Michael and in the studio today with me is Mark. G'day. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Now you're happy. You're like the proverbial at the moment, aren't you? I, I'm enjoying being in, in control. Is that what you mean? No, pushing buttons. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's what I meant too. Yes. <laughs> now, we had a little discussion earlier on where I said, I'm the producer today and you said, but you're the executive producer, which I guess you are because you have the ability to uh, cut me cut off you. anytime mid-air <laughs> and, you know, I could just be talking like, hang on. <laughs> Sorry, what was that? Yes, exactly. <laughs> now, today's a great day. It's a special day. It's our 21st birthday. It's, yes, if you uh, have been uh, tuning into Joy for the for the past week, of course, you will be quite well aware that it is Joy's 21st birthday. We've been on air 21 years, Joy 94.9, as of this Monday, World AIDS Day. Yes. We all have been here for 21, 21 years. years. I mean, some of that time was part-time, not, not full-time, but, you know, We've been as, an, yeah. as an existence. As a and boy, have we grown up. We have. We have grown up from one studio to, to four. Yes. yes. Four. four. Very well set out studios. <laughs> Especially, and again, if you'd been listening this week, you probably would have heard some of the tales of woe with <laughs> the sudden conversion of one of the studios. Yes, we have been forced to upgrade. and Which is good. And there's nothing is. like being compelled to upgrade to, to a new version of software. It's like ripping a band-aid off, really, isn't it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, to celebrate the 21st, we are going to reunite. Yes. Raina's going to come on for part of the show. As if we haven't... Uh, well, we said goodbye to Raina, but we, we just can't let her go. So, during the episode today, we're going to have Raina on, on with us. Yes, technology willing, that is. Yes, well, well, we did test it. We're like good IT professionals. We do like to test things. Yes. I'm, sure, I'm sure it will work. Fingers and toes. Now, Beck from Breakfast is also going to be coming on for yes. a little bit. Now, because it's a 21st birthday, uh, we're, we're just doing a bit of a cross-section across other shows that... Uh, you may or may not be familiar with on on uh, Joy ninety four point nine. Uh, Beck is of course famous for breakfast in uh, very early in the on the Saturday morning. She gets up at a very very early hour. Mm-hmm. She always wakes me up on a Saturday morning. Yes, it is nice. My alarm goes off and up comes Beck in the morning. Mm. So we'll we'll have her on. But, but Beck has been around the, stu- the studio for quite some time. Up to I, I think. 
Um, like 12, 12 years, yeah. I think, is in total. Uh, uh, and 12 of those being on air, too, which is quite an amazing time. feat. Now, also, in, in keeping with the spirit of the birthday, we're also talking to other people and other organisations who are involved with the joy, and we're going to have Jason Williams from Globe. Correct, yes. Globe, of course, being the uh, GLBTIQ uh, group to enable um, uh, you know to, you to, to, to converse with other people in uh, other professionals, I guess. Yeah, in the business sense, yeah. yeah. So um, we thought we'd get um, get them in to represent themselves, and uh, you know we, we can pat their backs, and uh, we can pat they can pat ours, I guess, yeah. for for being so good to each other. That's right. Mm. Now we, like every week, have a very jam packed show. Yes. Apple has become the first company in the world to be worth $700 billion from a market capitalization perspective. Yes. Cue the pinky finger up to the the mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I think they're just under it at the moment with the share price going up and down, but the first one to get there. Largely credited credited to Tim Cook as well, of course. Yes. openly gay as a CEO. That's probably not the reason why they're in seven million dollars. Well, you might (laughs) say that he is—he's a diverse thinker and therefore knows how to achieve good results. And we're—we're we're also going to be looking at the father of the World Wide Web, Sir Tim Berners Lee, mm-hmm. who's saying that uh, politicians should learn programming. We'll have a look at why he said that. <laughs> yes, John Howard, you need to learn how to program in basic. No, yeah. wait, John Howard, that wouldn't really help now at all. In fact, maybe, maybe assembler. <laughs> and uh, there's some new old spine malware that goes back as far as 2008 that's just been discovered. Oh, yes. Good. Good to know. interesting. Now, Google has been ordered to be broken up by the EU. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Now, I, I, this is the first I've heard of this one. <laughs> I snuck in. As, as, ben, as Ben said before, the EU couldn't even get together to order their lunch order, <laughs> let alone break them up. So we'll have, we'll have a bit of a look at that. Um, we're also going to be looking at some new software from Amnesty International. Mm-hmm. And uh, Facebook has been accused of providing a safe haven for terrorists by the UK Intelligence Committee investigation to the killing of Fusilier Lee Rigby. Mm. And uh, there's some quite dire implications as a result of that. Mm. And um, Estonia and Denmark are making tech history. Yes. So a full show. Hopefully we'll get through them all. I suspect we're going to... Yeah, gonna, probably not. Gonna, <laughs> yeah. But we'll do our best here yes. on uh, TechnoGaze on Joy 94.9. Now, of course... We love to hear from you. So, if you want to get in touch, give us a call mm-hmm. on one three hundred join nine four nine. Yep. Or you can uh, SMS us oh four two seven join nine four nine as well. Joy being five six nine on the number keypad, and you can uh, email us on air at joy.org.au. That's right. Lots of ways. We'd love to hear from you. Any opinion or anything like that. Yep. Let us start very quickly with Apple. Seven hundred billion dollars. Yeah. So um, this this has taken place just this week. The so in terms of the the number, it's actually in their market capitalization. So in theory, it's how much they're worth according to the share market right. or the the price yep. of the, the the current going price of yeah. Of so shares. take the shares, multiply, take the share value, multiply by the number of shares, and it pops up. To seven hundred billion. Mm. Number two is Exxon. Yeah, <laughs> Exxon Mobil. So, who would have thought ten years ago that a tech company would be bigger than uh, something like a company. company, and in fact, be the number one company in the world? Well, Microsoft and, and Google. Uh, sorry, Microsoft have been up there, and so sort of, have IBM in the past. That's right, and they've come down. And Microsoft and Google have been fighting for number three position for a while. And I think at the moment, Microsoft is number three, and Google is number four. Yeah, it's interesting how how that's the case. That that in fact. 
um, you, you, uh, Microsoft is still number three in terms of that that valuation. But in terms of actual sort of mind share, I guess, when it comes, you know, yes. people thinking of mm-hmm. a brand in terms of technology, perhaps not Microsoft quite so isn't up there. Microsoft, I think, is probably better represented in uh, the business space. And from a retail perspective, it's probably not top of people's minds. But mm. there are a lot of Windows servers out there. And this is one of my little uh, pet bugbears about Microsoft is, oh, yeah, if you want one function on a, on a server, you have to have a separate server. You can't run multiple functions on the same server. Definitely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and uh, some analysts predict they're going to go up to a trillion dollars next year. That's one thousand billion dollars. A lot of money. Dollars. That's huge. Amazing. Yeah, like a single company, a single entity worth that much in terms of value. That's like, uh, yeah, it's phenomenal. Like you, you big, biggest belief. Yes, if only they'd sort out their their tax um, situation and, and actually pay the tax that they're perhaps worth here in Australia in particular. But, um, but that's a whole different discussion. <laughs> yes. Us, us and a bunch of lawyers will take years to resolve that one. <laughs> yeah. Now, so Tim Berners-Lee, who mm. invented the World Wide Web back in 1989, thinks that politicians need to be more tech-savvy, which makes right. sense. Because his argument is, how can you um, make laws about computers and in, and IT mm. if you don't understand how it works. The technology yeah. behind it. And this is a funny one because it happens in business as well quite a lot where typically you have this divide, right? You've got this divide of the programmers, the guys, the techies that are doing the work and then the business. And there's this idea that the business know what they're doing with business and the techies, uh, you know, they just go off and, you know, follow, follow the, 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 the lead. That's a pretty outdated way of thinking about it though when you think about it like that it doesn't facilitate a very good outcome in the end so i think what tim berners lee is saying and this this happens i guess in politics as well is oh the technology behind it all is actually you know secondary to to the actual policy right yes i think we're finding particularly with discussions like um you know the privacy legislation that's being um being uh, spruced by george brandis Maybe we should be more au fait with the technology and the implications of actual rules that are being put in place. Yeah, and I think the other thing is is when you come in from a technology angle, you also are trained to think several steps in advance, mm. and you think, okay, we do this, what are the repercussions? Yes. And sometimes politicians think about, oh, yeah, this is in front of my face, we'll fix this, but not necessarily worry or, or concern about the repercussions. And you have to design systems. Like, the internet was not a fluke. It was designed in a way that would facilitate exactly what it has become, and that was due to the smarts of people like Tim Berners-Lee. Yeah. Um, but even, you know, others, many, many others who, who helped out, and engineers who actually know the, the solution, the, the, the problem that they're trying to solve, the, the understanding of that problem is key to coming to a to a valid solution, I think. That's right. And and to design something that is so robust that has uh, withstood the total changes that were not predictable mm. back when this technology was being created is mm. a fantastic achievement. Now, the UK recently changed their national curriculum to include uh, coding to uh, children oh. as young as five. Wow. And the idea behind it is let's get more people involved in an earlier age so the people that are really interested in this have more time to hone their skills and to become really expert at it. Definitely. Like to, to incubate that from the very beginning of, of life is, is That's a, right. A, like, I mean, I, I started when I was seven. 
I think I was pretty lucky that I had the ability, the, the you know, the tools available to me to, to start at seven years old. I wish the technology was around when I was seven. <laughs> <laughs> I had an abacus now. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good start. I yes. guess it's logical thinking. Indeed. It's 16 minutes past midday and uh, we will be back very shortly with Raina. This is Joy 94.9. You're listening to Techno Gaze here and uh, we are... Having a bit of a fun session here. <laughs> Raina, are you there? Kia <laughs> Bruce. Hey! It's like a voice from heaven. <laughs> now, of course... How Raina, are you? Of course well, it's a voice from heaven. We, we, we have you all the way from New Zealand, I, I, I believe. I believe. We know, actually. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> actually, Raina could be anywhere. She could be standing around the corner and we wouldn't know. No, but I could be because how cool is this technology? It's um, it's a really great app that I'm using um, to connect t- directly to the studio. It's so cool. Yeah, it's the same uh, tech that we use for for outside broadcasts as well, which we've we've managed to enable um, to be used ad hoc, which is yes. quite amazing. And it's so clear. It is. It sounds. You guys sound amazing. It's uh, it's, oh, it's like <laughs> listening to an actual radio, but you're on my phone. <laughs> Now, <laughs> we thought we'd get you on because, you know, it is uh, Joy's 21st and what an excellent... Woo! <laughs> yeah, and we're right. overdue for a reunion. It's been a week. That's right. Or two. Two weeks. Can you believe that? We miss you. Oh, oh I miss you too and Joy. But it's amazing. And it's so, I was gonna it's say. so good to, to hear the birthday celebrations that have been happening all week. <laughs> Now, what would you say is uh, what what would what what is it about joy that that brings you know you joy? I mean, what is it that enabled you to to come in every week? Because you didn't just do techno games, right? It was it was other other right. shows as well, right? Yes, Monday mornings as well, um, which was a really great way to start a Monday morning. Partly because it meant that I didn't have to be at work, which is always a good thing <laughs> on a Monday morning. And uh, not that joy isn't hard work, but you know it's fun. It's for love. And, uh, yeah, you know, just sort of hanging out, um, doing stuff at the station occasionally as well, so some of the events and things. And, geez, you know, it was it was so good to be uh, so well-connected, I think, to the whole community mm. by being a part of that. Because, I mean, I'm, and I'm sure everyone's been saying it all week, so I'm sure every listener will have heard this a bunch of times already, but it is one of Australia's biggest gay and lesbian organisations mm-hmm. in the whole country. You know, it's so it's it's so good to be a part of it and to meet so many great people. Mm, definitely, the divi- yeah, I was going to say the diversity of people, the range of people that you meet is great. Yes, indeed. Mm. Yeah. and we need more people. As, as many as we can have. <laughs> yes, there are plenty of opportunities up on the uh, Joy website if you want to check out the volunteer uh, uh, positions that are available. Joy.org.au to uh, find out how yes. you might like to get involved here at Joy 94.9. Now, uh, we thought we'd also do the typical show uh, uh, roundup as well. Um, Google have... Uh, <laughs> there's, a, there's some backlash going on over in, in Europe. There's some European MPs, in fact, have, have uh, voted to break up the internet giant in, uh, in a bid to curb its dominance. Does Europe not like Google? <laughs> Does Europe not like massive technological uh, monopolies? I don't know. <laughs> Are they wrong? Should Google be broken up? I don't think so. Mm. So parliamentarians in, in Europe have voted to, to break up the, um, the internet monolith. Um, the resolution, of course, is largely s- symbolic, though, because the, uh, the motion cannot actually be enforced. <laughs> it's like, well, it's almost <laughs> less than the, the UN, I mean... <laughs> 
But uh, but I guess it is a statement in itself saying, hey, we think you guys are a little bit too big. You need to go your separate ways. The same way that um, the telco uh, was, were broken up in the US. So Bell, I think it was Bell was broken up into all the baby Bells. Hmm. And <laughs> sounds like a cheese. And... Uh, so they're thinking that you know perhaps the search engine should be separate from all the other businesses. I think it's an interesting analogy though that um, you know to, to describe it as like the the bell of the US. The problem with Google is that it's and the problem with most internet companies uh, now and technology in, in general is that they are multinational companies. It's very hard for a single jurisdiction, say uh, Europe, the European Union, to to say, hey, you've got to break up because, like, how does that even work? They could just uh, break it up for the purposes of what they do in the in the European Union, but for the rest of the world, they could still remain the same. It doesn't really, like, unless there's some sort of new world government. <laughs> and, and I think in the case of Europe, each individual country would have to legislate that. Yeah. Because the EU by itself is... You know. Well, and uh, you know, finance policy. And so I, I don't really know the ins and outs of EU policy and how it gets implemented, but I think there's a lot of challenges there, both on both sides. Technology company, you know, multinational, and also Europe, <laughs> the EU as as it is, doesn't really do. Mm. Um, uh, you know, is not very well formed, I guess. It will be interesting to see if there's any response from Google if they're going to change any of their behaviours or they're going to at least. Um, go out and start saying things to appease the Europeans and to say, okay, well, yes, we're not going to break up, but we're doing this and we're doing this on the privacy front. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, yeah, the two authors of the the motion uh, said that they were not, uh, they were not ideologically against Google. Uh, we are against monopolies. And, you know, there is there is an element of, of common sense to that as well, right? Right. And it's just implemented, I think, in a way that is different to what you would see in the US, where you would see a whole lot of antitrust court cases and stuff going on, as we've already seen with Microsoft, in mm. fact. Mm. Um, in Europe, they're just like, well, let's just legislate the buggery out of it, you know. <laughs> I guess that works for them. But it's it just seems so toothless, you know. It's It's... Europe, Europe, however, were successful with Microsoft and Internet Explorer so that when you install, install Windows, you had a choice of installing another browser. Mm. I think that's a very specific right, example, right? Like, Yeah. Sorry, you were going to say, Raina? No, that's okay. Uh, I was just going to say that um, Internet Explorer is a very easy thing to change on a per-jurisdiction basis. You can't really change the functioning right. of, of an entire company. Um, no, you true. can't. Yeah, true. You can do some things like what happened with Microsoft, though, where OEMs were told that they couldn't just install Explorer as the default one that they had to put on this stuff that was part of uh, that was Windows as well, saying, mm-hmm. well, choose, choose your own adventure, so to speak. Yeah. Maybe what will come out of this is that um, when you purchase a copy of Windows or, or Mac OS X or whatever, is that you'll get like a nice little splashy screen when you start your browser for the first time that says, hey, did you know you have some choices? But, you know, when you get so tied into things like Gmail and things like Google Calendar and stuff like that. It's pretty hard to, to you know, dig people out of that hole. You really uh, get hooked into the bundle. Now, have you heard about this uh, new spyware? Or the old spyware. New spyware? <laughs> well, it's, it's new old spyware. old spyware that we only just found out about. Yeah, but it's been there since 2008 and maybe even 2006. Right. How creepy. How very creepy. And it's um, very well-engineered to the level of Stuxnet. 
And Stuxnet, of yes. course, was the virus that was found on Iranian computers in their nuclear uh, power centres. And um, so, of course, people are saying this is government-sponsored. Yes. Very complicated stuff. Um, it's... Uh it's uh, people are saying, well, look, surely, surely it must be state sponsored, but who could it possibly be? Um, and it's been found mostly on systems in Russia and Saudi Arabia. So, mm, I wonder who was interested so it's probably in spying not, on Russia. Probably and Saudi not the Arabia. Russians then. <laughs> I don't know. Um, a number of other countries that apparently it's been seen in: are Mexico, India, Ireland, interestingly, Afghanistan, Iran, Belgium, Austria, and Pakistan. And it's primarily concentrated on internet service providers and telcos, because that accounts for about 75% of the uh, deployments. Now, who do you think? I mean, with the number of times that you hear about, you know, say, China, for example, doing cyber warfare and, and being caught fairly easily at doing it, or, or, you know, allegedly, but, you know, a lot of these things are seen. This one has been lurking around for years and years and years. Which countries do you think... Like, maybe aside from Russia, who I'm pretty sure may not be spying on themselves, but which countries do you think might be, you know, equipped to be able to do that? Maybe we should ask Edward Snowden. Maybe we should ask Edward Snowden. <laughs> Either or a, a certain ref, refugee in, in the... Uh, which, which Ecuadorian embassy. <laughs> maybe it's a, com- a country that sort of has three letters to its name. Hmm. Uh-huh. Is that an abbreviation? Yeah, an abbreviation. Right. <laughs> Is there an of somewhere in there as well? Yes, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> now, not necessarily aimed at detecting uh, this particular piece of spyware, the Amnesty International have partnered with um, two other human rights groups to come up with some spyware detection software. Yeah. Which is a bit of a first. So that's for dissidents and stuff, right? It's for dissidents. For anybody who's concerned that there may be commercial spyware on their computers that isn't normally right. detected by normal antivirus software. And Why wouldn't antivirus software find that? Uh, because, it, because this is commercial software that is very well embedded and is designed to hide from antivirus software. Mm. Mm. It's called Detect. And, um, with, a, with a K? With a K. With a K. Yeah. Sounds very German, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, as I said, Amnesty International, Electronic Frontier Foundation and Privacy International um, have got together, and it's scanning in particular for two pieces of spyware, one called FinFisher and the other one called Hacking Team RCS. Right. So it's good to... Good to um, so they're in the anti-spyware business now as well. Hmm. Yeah. It's kind of good. You hear about these sorts of spyware things, um, you know, being a really great vector for people that would like to have a look at, you know, certain people's email journalists and stuff like that. Um, you know, often it's the sort of thing where we think to ourselves, oh, spyware, that's that thing that put that stupid toolbar, but it's actually quite dangerous for your own safety and security. Hmm. Yeah, especially if um, keyboard loggers are um, installed so people know passwords and, and things like that. Now. Yeah. We have another guest in the studio, Beck. Ooh. <laughs> That's right. We're 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 doing the uh, as much as we can to get everyone involved in today's show as possible because it is, of course, Joy's twenty first birthday week this week. And uh, Beck, you and yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. You're a big fan of Techno Gaze, aren't you? I'm a huge fan. Not that we're freaking ourselves at all. Well, listen, I promote you every week on my show. We do appreciate that. Mm -hmm. My show's on from 7am till 10am. It's Mm. called Beckfest. And (laughs) we all like to wake up to Beth's voice. Yeah, that sounded really creepy when you said it before. (laughs) And it's still sounding pretty creepy, I've got to tell you. (laughs) (laughs) Now, for a bit of context, of course, Beck, uh, you um, not only do you do Beckfest right now, but you have done Beckfest for quite some time. Yes, so um, in that time slot, I have been there for 11 years this past August. Mm. Started off as Pop-Tarts with Tom for the first five. Right. And then six on my own in Beckfest. And for the year prior to that, I did a late night music, alternative music show called Midnight Snack from 11pm to 1am. Right. That was back at a time when Joy wasn't playing the music that I play, although we have quite a cross selection of shows now, but Mm. back then no, and so I'm one of those kind of, "Eh, don't whine about it, do something about it. You always flew the flag of the indie indie music? Put the program proposal in and they went... Sure. <laughs> Have this midnight slot. What were they thinking? <laughs> <laughs> so, so um, you know, what what is it about Joy that brings you back here on a on a week by week basis? I know. Especially so early in the morning. My alarm goes off at four thirty. There's something oh. not quite right about that on a Saturday, and not like eleven years worth of Saturdays. Yeah. But um, I often tell this story, and that is that. Um, this is the place where I can walk in the door and people assume that I'm gay. Yes. They don't ask me if I'm married, have a boyfriend, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And that happens to me just about everywhere I go, really. Mm. Mm. Because I have pigtails and I wear dresses, so... How dare you? I know. Not fit a stereotype, I I guess. I know. Yeah. And so that doesn't happen. So that's what's really nice for me about coming here. And I have... A lot of amazing friends here. Mm-hmm. Um, I've developed a lot of great relationships out of this place. And I really believe in what Joy does. So, you know, like all people of 21, you've had a few hiccups from your, in your tweens and your early teens. <laughs> yeah. And, Even um, back in the toddler years, I'm sure there were. Yeah, there were but I wasn't here pandas. then. But no. I kind of, you know, rode that wave and, and just went through that... Um, I, because I believe in what Joy does yes. to stick it out and it's and such a wonderful place to be. That's the thing. You look at the mission statement, right, and you yeah. say this is this is actually something that to to believe in, I guess, and, and to, to, to work towards. Yeah. And so I, I do um, my show every week, but I kind of feel like that's what Joy gives me. That's the reward. You know, I get to do this show every week and play music I love and have a chat with this yeah. invisible person <laughs> and people that I speak to every Saturday. But... What I do to for joy is that I do the kind of behind the, behind the scenes office admin stuff and, yes. you know, look after that team of 50 people that sits at the front desk every week. And that's kind of like what I see as my payback. Yep. You know Definitely. what I mean? Yeah. 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 So you put in a bit of time and, 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 and get a bit of... Uh Benefit yeah. from it as well, and you know, putting a putting a three hour show of music to air every every week. That's yeah, that's amazing. Like that's a, an amazing contribution as well. It 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 like to me having a show like uh, like Breakfast, and there's a couple other indie music shows on mm. on Joy these days, including one that I was on during the week yes. trip down. Um, it shows that we all have different musical tastes, and you know, FM radio is is a lot about music. So it's um it's a it's a 
It's a good thing. I just yeah. saw someone, I, th- I think it was... Uh, <laughs> yeah, our general manager just, just fleeting in to bring us lots of fruit to oh, keep fantastic. us sustained. Oh. Some healthy food yeah. for change. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is interesting because um, when I meet new volunteers that come into the station and I interview them for the office admin position, what I say to them is, you know, what you'll find here at Joy is that we have typically one thing in common, that's sexuality, which mm. is a really weird thing to have in common. But the funny thing about it is it's not our actual sexuality that we have in common. It's just that we, we are diverse in our sexuality. Yes. Or, or even our, our sexual um, uh, identity. Yes. Um, or, you know, numerous things that relate to sex, I yes. guess. Yes. Uh, and that's an interesting. It's sort of a, it's a weird of. thing to have in common with people. Mm. I was like, you know, obviously, we have straight people that volunteer here as well because they're our allies. But um, what happens for having those for the, having that in common is that we end up having a huge array of difference. Yes, it's so diverse yes. our um, our volunteer base and other community radio stations and even like you said, commercial radio stations with people working together. They probably have a lot more in common. And I think one of the big differences we have at Joy is our musical taste. Yes, you can Absolutely. you can listen to a show that is cabaret music, you can country music. You know, everything in between. In fact, when Rainer and I first realised that we both had an amazing sort of um, connection with a certain (laughs) New uh, Zealand-based artist who (laughs) I'm very jealous that Rainer is closer to said artist now because she is physically... That's right. Have you instructed her to stalk him? (laughs) Yes, yes, I have. (laughs) We're talking about... uh, The Finns, obviously, yeah. Yeah. Which is well known. But when Rainer and I came across each other, and it was by accident that we we realised this, it was like... Wow, we've got something in common here, yeah. and it's like it's very rare, particularly in an organisation like Joy, to, yeah. to have that common. Like you have to find and, you know, we've had a couple of fill-in um, radio spots as well. So on, uh, you know, on public holidays, this is a great thing about being at Joy. Is on public holidays, if there's a free spot, um, you can jump in and pick your own music, yeah. just like Beck can. Mm-hmm. Um, which was a big surprise for for me because, of course, we had been doing techno gays where we don't play music, <laughs> and uh, and even after I did start taking on a music slot, it was the daytime one, which is is still fun music, um, but it's all chosen by our music director, hmm. and so um, having three hours to choose your own music a great way to, and like, to mm, express who's yourself. The first people I should ask, Mark Michael for sure, <laughs> <laughs> and talk about a diverse collection of music. Yeah, <laughs> me who's stuck in the eighties. Now, talking mm-hmm. about music and talking yes. about rewarding, we would like to reward our listeners with a prize. Oh, lucky day. We have Guy Sebastian's album Madness, mm-hmm. which features Like a Drum and Mama Ain't Proud. So, Joy's 21st birthday, and uh, we're going to give it away with one of Sony Music's hottest albums this Christmas. The idea is the first person to either email us on air at joy.org.au or send a message via SMS 0427 join 949 and mention CD or mm-hmm. prize, we will give it to them. And that you, of course, need to be a member of Joy. Yes. And you kind of won a prize in the last two, two weeks, weeks. Mm. in order to that's win this right. one. That's right. Give someone else a go. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's um, a great prize to, to win. And of course, you know, it is our 21st birthday. We don't receive the presents. We give the presents no. away. It's <laughs> the nature of a, a community radio yes. station. Mm. We, we like to give away. Yeah. <laughs> Not only do you enjoy listening to our shows, you also get presents and prizes. Oh, hopefully you enjoy it. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> now, should we get back to tech? Yes. Tell yep. me about technology. Technology. Well, technology. Well, this is sort of, a, well, a little bit outside of technology, but very, very much related. The um, Last year, a Fusilier um, 
Lee Rigby was murdered. Mm. And the Intelligence uh, Committee has in the UK have released their official report. And uh, what they've found is that um, they weren't warned about a Facebook posting in which one of his killers wrote that he wanted to kill a soldier. Right. And um, had they received this information, they say that uh, Lee Rigby's death may have been avoided. And the chair of the committee has accused internet companies of providing a safe haven to terrorists. That's a bit of a leap, isn't it? Yeah. So you go from uh, there was some text in the archives of Facebook because, you know, Facebook, as much as they seem like they're monitoring every single uh, letter that you type in, they're not. They're, it is just a massive database of information. Um, uh, you know, that can be looked at retrospectively, for them to not have picked up on that and to turn that into actually you're safe harbouring terrorists, which mm. terrorists exist regardless. It's just like it's it, Facebook is just a tool to enable people to communicate. It's it's like, oh, the phone system is harbouring um, uh, uh, terrorists. Because, because somebody made a phone call and they said certain things. Yeah, the difference is mm. that retrospectively you can go back and, and see this message from this person that, that shows that it was there was intent there or, or whatever. So... I'm, yeah, hmm. but look, it's convenient that there is intent because there was an act that happened after the fact with this. But I can say from my personal hmm. status updates, yes. sometimes I might say something that I literally wouldn't do. Yeah. You're just you having know, a rant or event. I'm just having a bit of a, you know, a whinge. Yeah, and I think a lot of us as well make some pretty inappropriate comments, um, you know, in a joking sort of fashion. That, uh, that sometimes can be interpreted wrongly. I mean, all you have to do is make a, a, a poorly worded joke about, you know, something blowing up in an airport, and you don't necessarily mean an explosive, <laughs> but you might mean, oh, Guy Sebastian's new album's totally going to blow up this summer. Well, is the bomb and or something And suddenly like. you're triggering all these, you know, these these things. It's, it's kind of creepy. Well, yeah. David Cameron doesn't really share this opinion, of course, because he stood <laughs> up in Parliament and he said, it's their social... I can't do an English accent. It's their social responsibility to act on this and we expect them to live up to that responsibility. So the idea is that um, these social media outlets will, will have to filter all of the content. Every time a red flag is raised, they're going to work. push that to MI5 and MI5 is just going to read through all this stuff and find the legitimate yeah. and then act on it, of course. Because yeah. well, they must be resource heavy MI5. A lot of people. The conspiracy theorist in me is just uh, uh, <laughs> the the, wa the arms are waving, right? So apparently the NSA and MI5 and all that, all those, even the, the local, what are they called? The Signals Directorate or whatever they are here in G Australia. Oh, yeah. Um, they all have apparently, you know, hooks into various communication means that we have via the network. So if information is being stored on Facebook, if a post is being made to Facebook, aren't they intercepting it along the way anyway? Like, isn't there a possibility for them to be... Because of all the stuff that's come to light with Edward Snowden and his leaks, isn't it incumbent on the government agencies to just <laughs> you, you, figure this out, right? You use their illegal tapping. Well, well, sure, but isn't it, isn't it also true that every time we've talked about this, we've said, well, why don't they have a warrant? Well, here they are with these buckets and buckets of data, and now they've got a reason, quote, quote, to, hmm. to start, you know, churning through it. If they've got all that data, it doesn't matter that they're not picking it up on time. 
Mm. I mean, maybe it does, but as soon as somebody says, hey, um, that Beck, she talks a lot about such and such, you know, let's go and pull all her stuff in the last three weeks, they can do that. I can't help really but think... Really easily, and I, they can just filter through it. I, I can't help but think that this is actually a way of, of deflecting the concept that the government is, in fact, across uh, or you know, surveilling us through uh, underhanded means, um, you know, saying actually it's incumbent on Facebook to have reported this, it, it it sort of shows publicly that they aren't doing anything about it, or it implies publicly that they're not doing these kinds of things themselves. Conspiracy theorists, right? Yeah, coming right out. I know that's a little uh, alpha hat right there. <laughs> They're just pretending like they're not monitoring us. They are. <laughs> well, I, I really think this is a uh, an excuse for the government to step in and say, look, you know, general public, if we had this information, we could have prevented this death. Therefore, you should not complain when we start getting all of this data from Facebook and everywhere else and start collecting it. Mm. Mm. Now, we, uh, we should probably um, give, have a bit of a break here on TechnoGaze on Joy 94.9. We are, uh, what, what time is it now? It's 19 minutes to one. And uh, right after this this uh, track that we're going to play, it's very rare for us to play a track. And yeah. Beck, you're, hopefully you, you did inspire this uh, this track. It's, it's something that would probably fit into your playlist quite well in, mm. on Beckfest. Um, but we'll have right after this track, uh, Jason from uh, from. I just called it Jason, Jason. As, in, as in the, the <laughs> web technology. No, yes. no, his actual name is Jason um, from Globe, uh, into to talk about how how he how Globe actually benefits from joy and how we we yep. and we'll say a quick goodbye to Rainer as well. Yes, thank you, Rainer, for being on on thank the you. on the line. Oh, it's always a pleasure. I'd love to do it again. I'm hoping we get to do it again next next week as well because it is uh, Technogaze's hundredth. Uh, show. Yes. Wow. Oh, it's party central here. <laughs> yeah. Party, party, party. But uh, do enjoy the. Uh, what's the weather like over in New Zealand? Is it? Is it? Is it good? Actually, you know what? It is glorious today. It's oh. beautiful. It's sunny. Just like uh, Melbourne. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Enjoy the rest of your afternoon, Rainer, and uh, we'll catch you around. Sure will. And Victoria, don't forget to vote. We've yes. we've both had a. We've all had our yes. democracy so- sausage. All three of us in the room here. Vote early. Yes. Excellent. And once. Vote early, vote often. No, no once, <laughs> once, once. <laughs> All right, catch you later, Rainer. This is Technogaze on Joy 94.9. You are listening to Technogaze here on Joy 94.9, where we're covering some of the latest in tech. We're also celebrating Joy's 21st birthday. It's been a week of celebrations here at Joy, and, of course, it, it all culminates to, to uh, the 1st of December uh, being World AIDS Day being the inaugural day that we, we went to air 21 years ago. And we have a special out, outdoor broadcast from the town hall. We do, indeed. Now, also, we have someone special in the studio here. Um, this is uh, Jason Williams joins us from Globe. Hello. Now, Globe is an organisation that is also uh, focused on the GLBTRQ community here in here in Melbourne. Yes, here in Melbourne, say? that's right. Can you tell us a bit about uh, what Globe actually does? Uh, sure. So, um, Globe actually stands for uh, the Gay and Lesbian Organisation for Business Enterprise. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people know us um, from over the many years as really being fruits, or we used to be called fruits in suits, but it's just fruits. Right. Uh, we run Fruits and Blend. Um, we also do a lot of um, basically business and professional networking. So, uh, although I'm not 
um, 100% okay with all the tech talk, but we do actually get a lot of um, uh, a lot of our tech members that uh, that come along, a lot of our IT members um, that come along to a lot of the networking events. Yeah. Uh, we also have a really great uh, focus on the community, so um, we run uh, different events such as uh, the presidents um, of all the different community groups, uh, where we get everyone together, we network and uh, talk about what the problems uh, our community is facing, mm. and uh, see if we can connect people up so so it's a way of networking it's a way of discussing issues that that uh glbtiq people yes. encounter in their in their workplaces yes that's right um we, we're actually very lucky too we did, just did the inaugural um globe community awards um mm. this year which yes. which joy was absolutely fantastic this that was my first exposure to joy actually right um i was invited on and um uh, you actually bought a table um, on air, and I got such a shock that I actually fell off the chair. <laughs> so, and I just wasn't prepared for it. So, right, because there, there are quite a few business-minded folk here uh, yep. around around Joy. So, there's obviously some cross crossover that uh, that we, you know, people have an interest here at Joy in in a, in a group like Globe, and, and I'd say vice versa as well. We, yes. we yep. provide you guys with a with a voice for. For you know, spruiking what uh, what's going on in the in in your world in the community. Exactly. Yeah, we've. Uh, I think we've had a. Uh, I actually only joined as vice president this year, but we've had a very long-standing relationship with Joy, um, and uh, everything that that Joy's done for us has been amazing, and and it does work very much reciprocal. So it's what what we can do for each other to to help and work in the community. It's a great thing that uh, community organisations can get together in that way and is, and work yeah. together to to create. You know, to talk and to to enable people to communicate with each other as well. It, it is, and and the one of the most surprising things I've found is <clears throat> there's a lot of the same problems right across the different areas of the communities. Or, you know, we we face very similar issues right across, and I wasn't aware that it was um, that it was really like that. So mm. it's great to have to talk it out, and some people have solutions, so we can uh, work through that. Mm. It's been really good. Yeah, and I guess uh, going back to, I mean, we do this is a techno gauge, yep. which is a <laughs> technology show so we we probably have a, a, a number of people who are it professionals yes. who who are, are tuning in to to this this show either via the podcast or or live to air um is globe a, a place that uh that it professionals particularly like is there a little cohort i i, yeah. I, I expect a like a little group in the corner that, that sort of talk amongst themselves yeah, or something we, and there's a very special language area there <laughs> yeah it's uh, we've definitely got that every fruits um it's um yeah it is look we we uh, we also run a lot of events through the year uh, for example we did a great um uh uh, LinkedIn and um, social media mm-hmm. uh, presentations, which got a little bit techy as well. So right. um, just people connecting and uh, learning a few things. So yeah, definitely. I guess technology does um, does spread across whole business now anyway. So it's yeah. like yeah, to to you know to be a social person that that has a, a technology. Uh, social, you know, maybe social is the next best next next best thing yeah. in, in in business world. Um, yes. There's a very big crossover with technology as well. Perhaps there's you know more people who want to get involved with that sort of thing. Definitely, so. yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Well, we, we we've been growing tremendously this year. So anything, if anyone was interested, we uh, uh, can just look up our different events through Globe Melbourne, mm. um, or yeah, go through Joy. So <laughs> yep, yep. How often do you get together for these networking events? Um, so our fruits is the third Thursday of every month. Right. Um, we're currently holding it at, at um, CQ, although we, we're looking at a few other um, places. Um, 
um, next year just to spice it up a little bit. Um, and then we, we're always looking for uh, different venues as well to, to help host. Um, some of the special events. Yeah, yeah. yeah some of the special I, events. I heard that the uh, Newark events get quite busy. It, the events do. Yeah, yeah the events. Um, yeah, I just... Um, because I was here, I actually just missed the events um, subcommittee, and uh, that's actually quite good. Because <laughs> maybe for them, maybe for me, I don't know. But there's a lot on the go at the moment, <laughs> and we've got our Christmas party coming up now too. So yep. a lot of planning for that. I guess um, now bringing back to what we do here on Technogaze, there's um, one of the main tools of business these days is a mobile phone. And uh, apparently there's a new filter uh, that will extend your phone's battery life. So this is a, this is a filter. Well, one of the things I didn't know before reading this story is that all of our phones, all of our screens, have got polarising lenses on the front of them. Really? As in screens that make, make it darker? You make it darker, exactly. And that's to allow us to view it properly and to present images much clearer. Right. And, of course, it's also a polarising lens on the front of the camera. And polarising lenses by design are there to block out light. Wow. And they block out something like, I think it's 70% of light. So... Uh, Actually, a little bit less, between 15 and 60% yeah, yeah. of light. So, of course, what has to happen is you have to make screens that are really, really bright to compensate for this, which, of course, drains your battery. Mm. So this new ultra-thin uh, polarising filter is 30% more efficient, mm. and therefore you, can, will get, you won't need such a strong light as a backlight, Yes, and your battery will last longer. Perfect for... Uh Business use—it's often you know people are, are sitting, mm-hmm. you know, sitting on the phone for a yep. long portion Time, of their yep. day, and to have to plug it in to, to recharge it is often a, a often a thing. It's it's funny, isn't it? I've been uh, my iPhone now is is charged almost three times a day. It never used to be like that. But, yeah, yeah. Um, maybe it's a little bit getting a bit older. Anyway, all those battery draining apps, perhaps. Is, yeah. uh, <laughs> well, I, I, mem- I remember years ago when smartphones first came out, I was like, oh, this is dreadful. I only get one day on it. Well, yeah, I'd be lucky to get a day now. <laughs> So uh, hopefully that will hit uh, some devices soon and uh, we'll all get the benefit. Now, talking about business, Mm. Estonia, of all places, Mm. has introduced something called e-residency. Now, this doesn't mean that you're allowed to uh, live in Estonia or anything like that, but it does mean that you're allowed to set up things like businesses Mm. and bank accounts via this um, e-resident card that you get. So I can be, I can live here in Australia, but I, I can be in effectively a, like a virtual resident or, or something like that. That's exactly it. You, you could set up a company. You can incorporate a company in Estonia, mm. employ people in Estonia. You can have bank accounts uh, running there and you can conduct business virtually as Eston- through Estonia to the rest of Europe. Wow. That's, that's a sort of thought-provoking thing to, to not actually be present, but to have all those benefits enabled to you. And to get over all of the um, paperwork that you have to do to set up something like a company in a foreign country. Mm. Now, a word of warning, if you want to do it from Australia, Australia and Estonia does not have a reciprocal tax arrangement. So if you do have a company and make money, you have to pay tax twice. Double. Australia's not normally like that, is it? No, No. not at all. Not at all. Is, Is this actually fairly new? Yeah, it's just been released. Um, it was part of um, an initiative they did for foreigners living in Estonia, and they said, oh, we, we may as well do this because uh, we want to become like the Switzerland of the e-records or the e-residency of Europe. Yeah. Hmm. That's probably all we have time for with you now, Jason. Thank you very much, Thank you. Jason, from Globe, to, uh, for coming in. You're, of course, the Vice President of Globe. Yep. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's been a pleasure having you on to talk about Thank what, you. what Globe does. I and wish I could have contributed a little bit more there, but, <laughs> um, but happy birthday. So, and Thank you. Yeah, we really appreciate you know, being part of this. 
Cue the uh, cue the uh, streamers and so forth. The, the party, ba- the party <laughs> balloons. It's four minutes to one here on Joy ninety four point nine. Technogiz. This is Technogaze here on Joy 94.9 with Mark and Michael, and we are going to wrap up the show. But before we do, we mm-hmm. have to say congratulations to Ava from Coburg, who Yay. has won our Guy Sebastian CD. Indeed. Well, uh, congratulations for that, uh, Ava, for, for entering into the conversation and uh, winning it. Now... That's all we have time for in today's show. We've run out of time as usual. Happy birthday to Joy. Happy 21st birthday. Tune, keep tuning in for more birthday celebrations and more birthday prizes if you wish to uh, win something. That's right. And of course, if you've missed any part of the show or perhaps you uh, want to listen to previous episodes, you can do so by browsing joy.org.au technogaze. Coming up next is Cravings with Pete Dillon followed by Fender Bender and Critical Hit. And of course, Tim Lennox will be right up next with a Joy News Bulletin. Have a good election weekend. Next week is our 100th episode. Yes. So more celebrations to come. Here on Joy 94.9, we'll catch you next week. Bye-bye. Techno Gaze on Joy 94.9. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.